Okay, I'll count us down from three. We'll all clap and sync up, and then uh, we'll get rolling. So it'll be three, two, one, clap. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> Unbelievable whammy. Beautiful. <laughs> Willing to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah! Hell yeah! Quick, quick, quick. Stop repeating it. don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. Their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. Yeah, we love China. We love no playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye. All right, welcome back to Horse FM. Chris Mundelkin and the birthday boy, Ben Craw. Ben, uh, once again, we are joined by frequent collaborator, viral TikTok sensation, Brandon Lizzie, a.k.a. Whammy. Mm. Ben Wham. Happy birthday to me. Yep. Happy birthday, Ben. The offseason is in full throttle. Mm. Uh, the NBA over-under win total projections have been posted. Oh, they're finally out. I've been waiting yep. for these. All the major casinos around Las Vegas have got them, guys. Whammy, before we dive into projected win totals, uh, let's begin here with you, Am. Uh, are you a gambler? Do you enjoy betting? Do you do you yeah. stick your neck out there? Do you ever go out on a limb? Do you like a little action, Whammy? Are you, are you a high roller? Do you enjoy sure. uh, waging a little cheddar on sure. Sundays? Sure. Are you a card shark? Do you fancy um, yourself a pit boss? Yeah, sometimes I'll push my chips in the middle. You know? mm. Okay. Uh, I uh, tend to bet on black or red, depending on the situation. Mm. Very nice. Um, you know, I step up and I spin the wheel. Mm-hmm. And if it lands on jackpot, uh, I'm gonna cash out. Wow! And mm-hmm. if I bust, that? I bust. And if I boom, I boom. But either way, wow. I'm in the room. You know? Ooh! So, Ooh I love that philosophy. Yeah, that's yeah. a little nice. bit of a rhyme there. But I think you're teeing up uh, an anecdote here, a fascinating anecdote about the one time I did sports bet. I joined a illegal. Uh, casino based out of Europe with Bitcoin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Are we sure nice. we want to be Swammy. sharing this yes. publicly? Uh, I'd just like this to implore is... the users out there to You don't donate. know who could be listening. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. F- FBI I... does tend to tune in from time to time, yeah, just they, so you know. They monitor They monitor because of the Donaghy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, ATF, I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, any of those guys, but they... The Gaming yeah. Commission. They are friends of the pod. No, but I, I joined an illegal Bitcoin casino to play online poker. Um, I don't know. Chris is reacting like it's like a major federal crime here. It's it was a very small like I think it was I think it's even legal now in in uh, New York State online gambling in New Jersey too. I think. Uh, anyway, yeah, the maybe point now, is, is was, but uh, let's hope the statute of limitations yeah, has, has yeah, run, exactly. run run its course there. Wham! By one hundred dollars you know. in Bitcoin gambling, I feel like. If so, uh, this tape is going to be played in front of a federal judge, <laughs> um, I am not going to be happy. So, Whammy, uh, but the no, Swish I bet. HR is going to yeah. have a little, little bit of a talk with you after this. Report. Yeah, there may I be bet. some wage garnishing in your future. I bet on the Browns last summer, last winter. Oh my God, last winter mm. in the playoffs, and then I bet again. I won the first week. They crushed the Steelers, 
And then I bet again on Baker Mayfield over under two touchdowns, 1.5, and I bet the over and mm. lost in the in the Chiefs mm. game, uh, mm. which was like I was a uh, Richard Higgins fumble away. I mean, everybody who loses is like, I was this close. But um, <laughs> I was a Richard Higgins fumble at the goal line away. I was this close to getting it. And yeah. then um, they, they, I think they didn't cover in that game, but like could have covered. It was that stupid fourth down run. No, no, that was what it, uh, what it was. Okay, it well. so this is what it was. I won the two Chiefs bets, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and then I lost. I bet on the um, Bills over the Chiefs because I thought Mahomes would be out for concussion protocol. Oh, but, of course, um, yeah, because yep, they yep, don't that take that situation. In the NFL, right, right. Yeah, they didn't hold them out the next game, so I'm sure mm-hmm. the long term repercussions will be negative for him, more negative than me losing. I think I bet like twenty bucks. I'm not a big better because uh, sports is too unpredictable and anyone who thinks it is predictable is uh, has a mental illness but anyway or or an or an nba referee yeah that's sure. right yes then they know exactly exactly, they yeah. know exactly ben whammy we're doing something a little different today uh like i mentioned at the top of the show nba win totals have been released by the odds makers in las vegas but who wants to talk about that uh, this has become something of a pastime, uh, whammy for NBA podcasts each off season reacting to the projections, you know, I love the Lakers over no. or, you know, Oh no, I style. hate the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I hate the Celtics this year. Take the under, et cetera, et cetera. I can't see us well, doing ben, that. We thought rather than do that, the more interesting move, yep. the more in demand idea what the people would want. be mm-hmm. to react not to the NBA over unders, but rather we will react to the Hoop Collective podcast reacting to the NBA over-unders. Whoa. So to be clear, the episode in question that we're dealing with is called NBA Win Total Reactions, Which Teams Will Defy Expectations by the Hoop Collective, hosted by ESPN's Brian Windhorst and uh, his frequent collaborators, Tim Band McMahon and Tim Bontemps. That's right. So we are doing something a little avant-garde here, a little meta, you might even say. We are reacting to the reactors, and um, I don't know exactly how this is going to go. This is an experiment in real time that we are conducting here, folks. Um, so it's a long time coming. Listen, we're we're pushing the boundaries. We are we are frankly redrawing boundary lines uh, right. in this in the podcast space, um, which is something that we always push ourselves to do. Um, and um, so I'm I'm very excited about this. Um, and, yeah, I uh, mean, hardly hardly a secret. Uh, Wendy and the boys have always been something of a north star for Swish FM. We are. Big admirers of the Hoop Collective podcast, and uh, when we heard this particular episode where they reacted to the over-under win totals, we knew this had to be it. Why would we do a podcast about our own opinions about the NBA over-unders when we could do a podcast about Wendy's thoughts Mm. on the NBA Mm over-unders? So Mm -hmm. without further ado, guys, let's hop into it. Whammy. Ben, uh, let's start with the top of the episode. Anything that jumps out at you, uh, feel free to just chime in. There's no real, you know, form or structure here. We'll just kind of take it chronologically with uh, the the episode in question. So, any thoughts here at the top of the episode for you guys? Yes, yes, I have thoughts. I'm happy to kick things off here. Mm. Um, just to lay some some context here, the uh, episode in question was. Um, 
I don't know the exact number of the episode, but it was uh, it was recorded on uh, Thursday afternoon, August 26th, but released on Friday, August 27th, 2021. Um, the first thing that jumped out to me, Chris, um, yeah. and I have a feeling I'm not alone here, it's not so much something that jumped out to me, but the lack of something not jumping out to me, which is that there was not an ad read at the top of the episode, as yeah. Brian Windhorst often does at the beginning and throughout his episodes, uh, he he likes to read ads. He loves reading ads. Um, but weirdly enough, um, we, we somehow picked the one episode. Mm. I don't know how often this happens, but there was not mm. an ad read. Um, instead, the episode begins just with those um, you know those those signature harp notes. Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Thursday. And that little, uh, that's that smooth hip hop beat um, kicking in, um, which you know, to me, I, uh, the ad read, the lack of ad read, I was disappointed by. But yeah. as soon as the those those first harp notes hit, you know, I just I, kind yeah. of I went you into a, in, a, a, in a blissful Zen yeah. state. Um, and I was just, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm in heaven when I hear those notes. So without the ad I'm right read, there with you. it's almost like the sitcom episode that they have where like the main character is dreaming, you know, <laughs> it's like a throwback <laughs> to like the news radio where the air conditioner broke. You remember that one? Mm, sure. Like, of course. Joe Rogan's leading like a military, uh, like attack mm, on the office mm-hmm. trying to stave off aliens that are coming through the ceiling. Yeah, that kind of um, confusing cold like open where you're like, whoa, dream. whoa. Yeah. yeah, where am I exactly? I yeah. wonder if they talked about that beforehand. Like, guys, we're going to break format. Um, it's going to be a little different. Like, this episode's going to be out of continuity. It's mm. not, it's going to be more like a Marvel what if, which is mm. big right now. Almost and like a bottle Disney's episode. Doing that, I wonder if they did that as a collab, you know, with Disney Plus, because Marvel what if is releasing every day now. And of course, Brian is a Disney employee. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start with this. Since we didn't get an ad from Brian yeah. at the top of the show here, do you guys have a favorite Hoop Collective uh, ad read that you will you know, typically hear throughout the course of the podcast? Well, I can give you a couple of refreshers. I'm very fond of his Goodyear. Yeah. The Hoop Collective is brought to you by Goodyear. Helping Hoop Collective is brought to you by Goodyear. Helping you discover more than Goodyear, more driven. For me, it's too, it's, you know, I don't have to overthink this one. It's Goodyear Yeah, the, the tires. It's Goodyear. Yeah, yeah. You, you like Goodyear whammy. I, oh, you know what I, you know what I'm kind of fond of is when Wendy will do the uh, unique cross promotion where he will remind his audience to please listen to uh, the Woj pod mm. or the low post. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he'll remind his audience to Please, you know, hey, give a listen to my good friend Adrian. Yes, that's right. Yeah, this yeah. week, yeah, good friend and uh, NBA insider. I think he says, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really appreciate that because you know, Woj and and Zach Woj, these guys, they need the listen. They gotta. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can't touch Wendy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. folks. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah, no, it's sure? awesome how they all collaborate and shout each other out. They're like the Wu Tang Clan, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of like that. It is. It's like a whole yes. like family where they're all, you know, we all rise and fail together. Yeah, now that the jump is gone, mm. um, R.I.P. Rachel Nichols. R.I.P. Pouring yeah. one out for Rach. The uh, they kind of, you know, they've kind of embarked on their solo careers now. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they were the Wu Tang Clan, and now it's like Red Man, Method Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. ODB, you know. Yeah. At, at, at the 30 second mark here, we have Wendy basically introducing the guests, right? 
welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Thursday afternoon. Joining me from Dallas, Texas, is Band McMahon. Howdy, partners. Joining us from vacation, McMahon, from vacation, hmm. is Tim Bontemps in Mexico. Tim McMahon, a.k.a. Band, band McMahon. McMahon. A- band. A- which... A.k.a. Band. Yeah. And a.k.a. Band. A- and like, a vacationing so, Tim Bonteps, who Wendy notes is in Mexico. Mexico. Uh, Mexico. So That's Spanish. Chris, we, that's Spanish for Mexico. To, not to kill the momentum, it. but to just to backtrack for a second here. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. all heard the song. Let's slow this the, down. Like they, <laughs> I like how they talk about the song, and then they say that uh. they, we can't play the song. You know the song, oh, the, the band, McMahon the band McMahon song. theme song. Yeah, they, yeah. But they say like, you know, we can't play the song, and I don't know why they can't play the song. I'm, I'm unsure as to what happened with playing the song, but they do we talk think that the band like, McMahon theme song got banned? Well, they can't do the song. I'm not sure if the guy who used to do the songs, he's off the cast or out of ESPN, and like he doesn't want them to use it, or is it that the song is actually like interpolated from a real? you know, commercial song and they were going to get in trouble for using the the music to it. But they, the song is gone. So I had to do some research. I had to do some digging. Um, Go ahead, and, Dan. The floor and, is yours. Yeah. Chris helped a little bit here. Um, you know, I, I've been listening to Band McMahon for a long time, but I'll be honest with you. I wasn't intimately familiar with um, the provenance, the, 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 you know, the, yeah. the, the, the origin of his nickname. Um so I did some research. Um, I believe that it uh, happened. Um, you didn't know this. Well, I, you know, it was like sort of during a period where I wasn't paying that close attention. Like goes back to what twenty eleven, and um, and yeah, it was Mark, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban banned, banned him and his colleague. Um, um, was it Mark I, Stein? So yeah, maybe it was Stein. And I couldn't, I didn't spend that much time reading up, but apparently Cuban was just like unhappy with coverage and like wanted more local coverage instead of like the ESPN reporters reporting on Mavericks games. So he was just like, you're banned. And then, and then (laughs) Adam Silver and, uh, and John Skipper from ESPN like had a big powwow and they were like, Mark, what are you doing? You can't just ban our reporters for reporting on your games. Right. Um, And then he was like, okay, okay, I guess I'll take it back. Yeah. Um, he was too dangerous was it. to cover the Mavs. <laughs> like, what the fuck? His coverage was dangerous. <laughs> what? Okay. He all was right. talking about Tyson Chandler. You know, he was doing all sorts of Ooh. stuff. Yeah. 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 No, you can't be talking. Yeah. You can't be reporting on, on, mm-hmm. on free agent signings and stuff like that, I guess, for ESPN. Um, so Mark was very threatened and banned him um, and then unbanned him. And then so then I, I read that the theme song the band McMahon theme song was made by Tom Haberstrow. Yes, another, that's yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if he, he was did working... several songs and the original podcast, which was not called the hoop club. Was it, it was called something different. Ah, uh, I see. But I'll figure that out. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, well, I think Chris was actually able to uncover, um, I'm, I can't totally confirm, but it sounded like the original band McMahon theme song that you found on SoundCloud, right, Chris? It did. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, 
I love the guitar. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then S? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Really so good chord structure. just to be structure. clear, we're not listening to it now. He's going to edit it in, but we're giving him lights <clears throat> to put yeah. over that part. So it sounds right. like it's a look live. Yeah. It's an organic, yeah. Yeah. It's the, the magic of post-production here. Oh, I so, forgot that line. On the show, we have Tim Band McMahon, right. a.k.a. Band. We're just going to call him Band. He's Band. And He's band, yeah. Tim Bontemps. Timmy Goodtimes. Who's on vacation in Mexico. Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it's important, Wait, guys. Wait, Bontemps know- is on vacation or McMahon's on vacation? Mexico. Bontemps okay. is, Bontemps. but they've all been on vacation in recent yes. weeks. And Mexico. <laughs> this Interestingly, is important to note. It's, it's something of a point of pride for yeah. Wendy and the boys. They love talking Do- about it, yeah. Doing podcasts, aka working, from the road. working while, from vacation, while on vacation, or the especially, Olympics. especially if there are spouses and children involved. Oh yeah, and, and they ben just Whitney, dunk on their families. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I gotta tell you. Here at Swish FM, we know all about this. Yes, this is of there, course. There is absolutely zero time off. We run a tight ship. Yep. We offer mm. employees yep. absolutely zero benefits. Wendy, nope. you know about that. Mm-hmm. There's zero quit. We we want it more no. than all the other podcasts. Yeah. Wham, your access to NBA Intel, that is unmatched. And thanks to yep. our friends at Palantir, Ben, Swish FM <laughs> is able to wage espionage campaigns against rival podcasts mm-hmm. keep right, our league right. sources under an airtight 24-hour seven-day-a-week surveillance system that's we right their we believe every move. we believe strongly in privacy every um, purchase every website <laughs> which we is know why about it. we must know all uh the information of people's privacy in order yes. to protect it right more 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 you know. perfectly Exactly. So again, so Bontebs is on vacation. McMahon has been on vacation. Wendy has recently come back. Wendy was on vacation. I love he not only in, do he they was in Tokyo, he's at the Olympics. Right, but w- that was like also maybe a vacation. They love uh, talking about yeah. going on vacation, but then also complaining about how they had uh, planned their vacation, but then at the last minute, NBA the NBA news. decided to have <laughs> yes. free agency and the draft oh when they had already God. planned their vacation, as oh if after God. 20 years of working in this industry, they were not familiar with the NBA's schedule. Uh, yes. I was headed over to, well, they, it's always a free, I, was, I went to sleep. And then my phone started blowing up at 4.30. Yeah. I woke up exactly. and I'm like, what the And what are you going to do? On? Not Kawhi chase down that lead? What are you going to yeah. do? Not, you know, not confirm no, that, 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 that hunch, that tip? No, yeah, you're it doesn't matter where you are. Sniff it out. You could be on a beach. In this a... is the life we've chosen, That's okay? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, is the, this is the life that we've chosen. That's we right. are in the NBA media world. I remember we are at the mercy. We are at the whim yeah. of Woj and his bombs. When yeah. there's a free agent signing, we stop yeah. what we're doing. We don't take vacations anymore. Yep. And, w- and 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 in fact, we embrace it. And to to Bontemps makes this very point, Ben. I know it's one of your favorite lines. Brian, thanks Tim for you know phoning in from vacation, obviously against his uh, his his wishes, uh, uh, you yep. know, of his family. Um, yeah. You know, he he applauds him for his work ethic. And Tim uh, Bontem says, "It's always it's always fun to it's always fun to do the pod. It's always it's always fun to it's always fun to do the pod. <laughs> it's 
it is low key maybe my favorite line of the entire episode. Just the <gasps> the agree. cadence, the rhythm of it. It's like a it's like a poem and, or a and song. Like the true like the true like desperation. Oh, his voice oh. is... the the enthusiasm like forced at, <laughs> at at forced at gunpoint. Like you can hear him like this is a smiling. Vacation in uh. Mexico with like a gun to his head. <laughs> you can the almost you can horse, just you can yeah. almost hear his teeth gritting down to the gums as as he chokes out those words it's always it's always fun to it's always fun to do the pot um, you know it's and it's uh, interesting it's given the context of the role that bontemps plays bontemps is kind of the wild card uh like yeah. you know for mm-hmm. brian winhorst never absolutely never gives an opinion on something ever i love him so much. he never <laughs> will say he'll never say anything but well we'll see or oh who knows you know like he he will not give he's you know famously so anti-prediction <laughs> yeah. he won't do predictions of the podcast. he also he also doesn't exactly. really like talking about teams nope, nope. he says i'm mm-hmm. not gonna spend no. you know another no. minute talking about the no. wizards for no. god's sakes or like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, this it's clearly like this is this is all kind of a waste of time for him. yes yeah He's operating on an NBA level. He's ascended. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself as a Windhorse stand right now. You know, I'm from Cleveland. Oh, He's this a is a safe space. Here. This is a very safe space. Yeah, yes. and you know, he went to Miami with LeBron, and he's we sort of saw you know we sort of saw him doing that as like a glow up for him. Like we hated LeBron for doing it. Like mm-hmm. absolutely hated him for doing it because he was leaving <laughs> Cleveland for Miami. But when you, but when Windhorse did it, we were like, yeah, there you go. Like that's mm-hmm. about, you know it it's good him. for him that's a native yeah. son you know coming up God. and then and then now you know since he covered LeBron like during those like the super team years he's like now hovering over the league like an oh, ethereal yeah. spirit like he's that... he's not down in the dirt at all Mm-mm. like he he just sees the game like as if it were one moment from the be- the first tip off to the last bucket mm-hmm. in NBA history that just constantly lives in his mind in like one single state. Like yeah. it doesn't, he doesn't travel through time in the NBA. He's like, you know, Watu the Watcher. He's seen everything that can happen and will happen. And now he is just there to like sort of chuckle at other people trying to grasp at understanding it. Yeah. 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 Those disgusting garbage people down like, in the muck in it. the mire. Yes. And he's just, yeah, mm. he's just looking over uh, all of it. Oh, yeah. I find this Kawhi signing so interesting. And he's ha, you would. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 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 And the way pod, he, uh, yeah, it's, it's really brought to the fore on this pod where he does not, he has specifically stated, I will never make a prediction. But they did the whole pod on whether or not the over-unders would work, which requires you to look into the future and make a prediction. But he doesn't almost the entire podcast. Bontemps, McMahon, they will fire off. Oh, that's an over. That's a hard over. Oh, hard hard under on that. And oh, you got a hard over on that. I don't know if you could tell which Tims those were, but... Yeah, that uh, was, was a good. That was a good. It was band. Bontemps good. first and McMahon second. But yeah, I got the that. Windhorse then just, well, oh... That's a good team. You know, they got a lot of good players. Like, he doesn't actually say, I don't think, the entire pod whether mm-hmm. he would take the over or under on anything. He doesn't need to. He's above that. He's no. absolutely perfect in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. And uh, But to just to out myself as a stand here, I really do love him, and I do love the podcast. And I once saw him coming out of Fox News Radio when his LeBron <gasps> book came out. I was wow. working at the Wall Street Journal plug. I'm a very important person. 
and mm-hmm. uh, I saw him coming out, and I wanted to shout like I wanted. It was it was Hey Windy. That was the original. No, no, that was the original article that he did in the Cleveland Plain Dealer. They did these Hey, you know, the Hey, and then put the beat writer's name at the end. You you can write in and ask questions, and I would read Hey Windy all the time, and I wanted wow. to shout Hey Windy. And like, be like, hey, I'm from Cleveland, and I'm sure that would have resonated with. I should have made the contact. I could be working in their pod, but right you didn't now. do it. Yeah, I didn't do it. Oh all man! Right, all right, so so Bontemps Bontemps sets the tone for the whole pod by saying it's it's always fun to do the pod. Yeah, yeah. which by the way um, might be my new sign off. It's always it's always fun to it's always fun to do the pod. I love I love band who just leans in mm. to an absolute ribbing session. Oh, here. yeah. He goes, He's a ribber, bon temps. Yeah. How many Spanish words do you know other than cerveza <laughs> and por favor? How many Spanish words do you know oh, besides yeah. cerveza <laughs> and por favor? Oh, um, man. They have a good ab- good laugh over that one. An absolute zinger. Mm-hmm. They love it. Everyone yeah. eats it up. Eat bon temps likes of beer. Eating, speaking of eating here. Mm-hmm. Wendy knows a few Japanese words. This is an incredible double brag. This is something that yep. I think Windhorst is he maybe the the, ma- the master yeah. of like the subtle like he's not really bragging, but he actually is. Right. So he so after um, you know they have a little joke about uh, Bontemps ordering uh, beer in Spanish. Uh, uh, Windhorst says, "Quote: I only knew a handful of words in Japanese, and I got by. So." I only knew a handful of words in and Japanese, I and I got by. So, <laughs> so he says so at the end, which really just cements the whole thing. Um, that is a subtle double brag. Um, yeah. That not only has he traveled to Japan, he was resourceful enough to survive in that country despite yeah. not being a native speaker of the language. Um, and then, and then, of course, uh, Chris, I'll, I'll allow you to uh, to uh, well, relay his. Yeah, he shows off his Japanese. I only knew a handful of words in Japanese, and I got by. So, um, one of them was uh, katamene, katamene, katame, which means uh, cooked well done. Katamene, which translates to cooked well done. He says, "Quote: Oh, that I, that could be important. You know, the Japanese don't always like to cook." things to the medium level the japanese yep, don't, don't like always cook. like to cook things <laughs> to the medium level nope. and i gotta say man anytime wendy discusses an entire country <laughs> of people in this way such as the japanese <laughs> my yeah. ears immediately perk up yep. i have to say he's done this a few times <laughs> over the last few weeks like talking about the japanese <sighs> people like the entire country of japan and all the people that live there and because uh, he was just in Japan covering the uh, the Olympics, the NBA in Japan for the Olympics, mm-hmm. and it is just uh, it is just remarkable when he does it. Um, but the yeah, double just an brag, incredible... yeah, mm-hmm. him knowing the words and reminding everyone that he was at the Olympics covering Team yeah. USA. Oh, he he brings up Team USA at oh, least yeah, a dozen a times every oh, single yeah. episode. He talks about. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine in this episode. At the oh, yeah, yeah. Team yeah, watching them up close playing at, on yeah. Team USA. Yeah. Um, but, it's yeah, really, his... I, I was thinking about this earlier. It's funny that, um, like, I don't know how to say this exactly, but, like, I, I never really considered that... Um, like the basketball play, like that, uh, how do I say this? That the Olympics was not an NBA event. Like, cause whenever Wendy would talk about, 
uh, you know, like his his summer in Japan, he basically always framed it as like an NBA thing that was sure. happening. But it right. was like, it, it was actually like a global right. uh, sport. A lot of other event. stuff like, happened it's, there. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not like an NBA story. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff went on there. A lot of things. But, He's still reporting it out, but... Yeah, but like he, I it was so funny to me that he refer like he refers to it as like an NBA story, not right. like an Olympic story. Right. Um, right. Well, he but, was on the USA beat specifically, so you know he's he's obligated. I, I don't want to pull us off course too much, but hmm. sort of back to his journey. Speaking of his travels, you know he lived in Cleveland. I think he was born in in, in a place called I, I'm not sure, but I'll look it up. But I think he was born in a place called Canton. I think. If I remember correctly, I have to look it up. But then he moved to Miami. Do you know? What, do you know if he went to St. Vincent St. Mary with LeBron? Uh, he went there years before LeBron, I believe. Right. So okay. you know, but he went. Little, so he went to the same high school, right? Like that was like I his, believe so. I believe that was so. like his I mean, origin me, story. Like he yeah. had all of the like local connections in yeah. Cleveland and Akron to sort of like get in with like. LeBron's people early enough when he was like a high school kid that like he formed those relationships. Isn't that, isn't that correct? Um, that, I believe so. I'm looking up his pointer bio here to make sure. Let me, let me make sure that I, I want to get that right. As I'm doing that, I want to say, um, you know, the other thing about him that he brings up all the time. So he moved to Miami and then he was kind of in LA and then he moved to Iowa, right? Hmm. Okay. He lives now in the middle of the country, and he always complains that NBA league pass games are blacked out. No, I think I, I think he lives in Oklahoma. No, I think it's Iowa. He lives in Omaha. It, it is. It's Nebraska. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Do we have confirmation on that? Yeah, New York Times. Okay. Brian Winhorst has lived in but Omaha he moved since there, 2014. And I don't know. This is something mm. that I don't believe there's information about out there. I believe he moved there to be centrally located to travel for the NBA because he was born and raised in, in this city. And I believe that he doesn't have like family out there or anything, you know, splitting time between LA, New York, you know, doing the jump, doing traveling with teams. And then I believe he did that to be like, and I'm just as a guess, just based on listening to the pod over the years. He has I never said right. this. He's never said this, okay? Mm. And just like him, I'm going to say, don't aggregate this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want any aggregators. You, you all hate, know how we feel about I hate aggregators. Don't yeah. report this. This is me just speculating. I believe he did it to be centrally located for the NBA, like near a major airport, can get direct flights a lot of places. And follow the teams and go to L.A. for the jump on a shorter flight than uh, if you were still on the East Coast. And um, uh, I mean, that makes perfect. That's a perfect like galaxy brain yeah. wind horse move. Right yeah, there. That, that, makes, that would be the most wind so horse wind move horse. possible. Yeah. Do what's best for business. And right. he probably and lives in maybe, like a tiny, like, you know, furnitureless apartment where he just has like certainly. screen screens I mean, and fast food surrounding him. He at least has a building that's just screens. Right. Like that, he can just sit in 360 screens, and there's all the games are playing. Like all the social media feeds from all the major yeah. players are up. I'm sure that's what it looks like. I mean, Whammy, you can relate. Yeah, that's what my I life. I think very is relevant. Like. That is why we put you in Ohio. You have access, easy access to both West Coast and East Coast for games. Uh-huh. Um, and so yeah, we get it. I mean, like again, this is like an absolute baller move. 
you moved to the middle of the country to have access uh, to better flights and fewer distractions, and oh. uh, I love it. So Origin story, origin story, guys. He heard his old high school, St. Vincent St. Mary's, Mary, suddenly had a group of talented freshmen. That struck Windhorst as odd, since St. Vincent St. Mary hardly was known for strong basketball. Quote, they were 3-17 and 17 when I was a senior, unquote. When his curi- with his curiosity peaked, Windhorst was the lone reporter in a sparsely filled gym during that first sighting. James, LeBron James, only scored 15 points, but, quote, you could tell he was different than anyone else, unquote. When Windhorst lobbied to cover more of James' games, his boss initially resisted. He thought I was doing a favor to my old high school, he said. How wrong he was. That boss is no longer working in media, I'm sure of it. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah. incredible. And that yeah. one moment is what he's built that his entire empire all on. of our lives. That's it. He's been, yeah, he's been coasting off of that. I mean, I don't want to say that. Obviously, he's he's been doing hardest working man in the business. But but that one moment is is he scouted LeBron. Yeah, Yeah. that was the first brick in his in his palace. Yeah. So, Wendy introduces us around the the two minute mark here. (laughs) So we're two we're two minutes into a um, a fifty three minute podcast. Yeah, Wendy introduces us to the. Well, I think we're going to stop as soon as they start getting to over unders. I think we can just stop. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead well, yeah um <laughs> wendy introduces us to the topic of the podcast which is nba win totals uh that they've come out they've been listed by all the casinos in vegas and the hoop collective will be discussing whether or not they expect those teams to surpass or fall short of those projections mm-hmm. um and then we kind of banter around a little bit here, right? The topic of Ben Simmons comes up. This is this is also a great little subtle brag moment for Windhorse. Again, something that uh, a recurring little like move that that he employs is, uh, you know, he talks about his sense, his sense. He can't report on anything, but he has this highly evolved. Yeah. You know, I suppose that we're there's a chance of a of a of a trade between now and start of training camp. Although I don't sense that. I know everybody's watching. Um, Ben Simmons, I don't sense that a trade is in the offing. I don't sense that a trade is in the offing in Philadelphia because he has this, like, again, this higher, like, kind power. of seeing uh, power, you know, this 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 ability, right. even though he, you know, uh, avoids, you he know, predictions, of, he's he's able to see he past the horizon. He his hand over the league. Like you would hold your hand mm-hmm. over a flame to see how hot it was. Exactly, exactly. But he's he's able to report that, um, you know, while he doesn't have any concrete information, probably classified, you know, um, he, he's just not in a position to, uh, to you know, burn sources and so forth. But he is able to say that he does not have a sense that a trade is in the offing. I exactly. love Wendy notes that since Ben Simmons uh, passed up on a wide open dunk in the playoffs, he says, quote, And let's be honest, uh, since he... Uh, passed up the wide open dunk in the playoffs i'm not so sure that his uh, q rating in philly is that high mm. bond to which bond temps not says sure. you're not sure <laughs> absolute dunk by dunk yeah, by, slam by dunk bond by bond temps right there I love, I love, you're I love. not sure <laughs> yeah back of the room yeah nailed ball. him oh yeah yep yep, Sniped yep, him. yep. and so, Wemmy, that very much is the dynamic you're right that very much is the dynamic of this collective of yeah. hoop uh yeah. 
is is that Wendy very much is the principal. He is the teacher. He is the headmaster mm-hmm. of the classroom. And Bon Temps and Band are basically students. his his adolescent students who yeah, like to bringing, throw spitballs. Yep. Who like to throw spitballs at the teacher? A couple and of like cut-ups, class and clowns. Like to, like to slip a whoopee cushion under his seat, <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they they like to try to make a they fool. Lo- they love they snickering like, about beer and strip clubs. Right. Yes. Right. They like Wendy to try to make a fool yeah. of their teacher, and Wendy <laughs> stays above the fray. Yeah. Um, yep. And that is very much the dynamic of this group, and I. I'm in Love for it. it. I'm in for <laughs> it. Yeah, I am in for. I sign me up. I want to be in this class. I want to take class with this with this headmaster. Yeah. <laughs> he, mm. he. Are there any spots bring, left? Can I enroll? Bring your I, report up to the front. Go ahead and yeah, tell it to the I, class. I want to mm. see Bon Temps. I want to see Bon Temps. I've got a brand new Lisa Frank trapper keeper. Yep. I want someone to get smacked with a ruler straight on oh, the knuckles. My goodness. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, so um, the topic of the Brooklyn Nets comes up, right. and this and this, and this is first, a yeah. this is a big subject matter. Um, and you you know you hear a lot of NBA podcasters talking about the Brooklyn Nets in this way. So the fifty four point five win total projection. There's a lot of like debate here. Wendy floats the idea that we don't know how healthy the Nets will or be. How motivated. Part of the part of the thinking, especially when you're talking about the top and the bottom of the league, in terms of figuring out where you feel about or how you feel about these win totals is looking at it and saying, um, what is the motivation for these teams going into the season? Cause a lot of this just comes down to how are these teams going to approach the year? And you look at, you know, the two teams, everybody has talked about the most this off season, the Nets and the Lakers. And it's hard to know to your point, what their motivations for the season are going to be. Both of those teams are, you would think going to be hyper-focused on being ready for April, May, and June. And have a lot of older players, have a lot of guys that they're going to probably be conservative with minutes-wise and games-wise at points. We've seen the Nets are very, very conservative with how they approach injuries. That's um, a very key factor here. Yeah, what's the motivation? What's yeah. my motivation, Bontemps we, To make matters more complicated, we, as Wendy points out, we don't know what Kyrie's head is going to be like. He could be you taking know, he, breaks. I mean, forget about that the Kyrie has now shown us that he may want to take leaves every now and then. Let's just say that he doesn't do that this year. Kyrie gets hurt. Kyrie gets hurt. He's a, he's an injury prone player. And by the way, Durant missed how much with a hamstring injury last year? Months. He likes to take these days off. Wendy notes. Um, and then band, and then band of course brings up the fact that James Harden is mm, getting older. Mm-hmm. He just turned 32. Always healthy until now, you know, Harden for his whole career has been, remarkably durable until last season. And James Harden turned, also... I think, I think he turned 32 years old today. That's getting up Today's there. his 32nd birthday. And, um, you know, <laughs> some of those 32 years have been lived pretty hard. Some of those 32 years have been lived pretty hard. Oh. So, we all know what that uh, means. Back of the class again. <laughs> oh, man. What a, <laughs> not, a, not a lot of secrets about uh, what that could be about. Uh, that comment just packs a wallop right there. I mean, just <laughs> like so perfectly yeah. uh, just perfectly phrased. Some of those three. By the way, it's it was. I believe it was his actual birthday. Um, uh, he turned uh, James Harden turned 32 uh, the, the day that they were recording. Wow. And yeah, banned. Uh, today's his 32nd birthday, and, um, you know, some of those 32 years have been lived pretty hard. 
Um, and then he goes on to, to double down. I, I don't know if he'll be with his personal trainers in Vegas at the start of training camp this year, so perhaps he'll come the in a little bit The word is that Harden is in good shape. That's the word. I don't know yeah. if he'll be with his personal trainers in Vegas at the start of training camp this year. Again, a very underhanded little jab. We all know what personal trainers, quote unquote, you know, in you know Vegas, quote unquote. Not, yeah, he's not. He's not exactly working out in uh, in, in in Tulsa, right? Uh, mm-hmm. re- you know, he's he's not exactly he's not working taking, out in Omaha, right? He's not taking camp in like nope. uh, you know a quiet part of uh, Wyoming. No, yeah, no. yeah. He is conveniently working Vegas. with his <laughs> with his trainers in in Las Vegas. Mm. Oh. Uh, we love that. It's oh. incredible how much these guys just love scolding adult men yes. for just like like personal private behavior that well, they like. Well, but it's, yet, it's like but baked, yet, it's baked no, into the podcast, right? No, like it's, yeah, wanna, it's literally what they do with each other. They yeah, scold each say, other. Man. Like you're not yeah. allowed to take a vacation. That's true. Right. You're That's not true. allowed to go to Las Vegas. To oh, yeah, they're not. They're not beer, hypocritical. Cerveza is the only word you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. this that's is, a good this point. Is just how they they're very jocular. Yeah, yeah, and, that's a good and, point. Um, it is. There's no double standard there. Right. You're, you're exactly. right. Yeah, they're not. They're, okay. They hold themselves to the same standard they hold NBA players, and that is. <laughs> well, so wait quickly. We should we should state whether or not how how they feel about the the do the, the, win, to the win total. That? Yeah. Do we well, just, are we I'll reacting? Just, I'll just summarize <laughs> here: is that you know they really there's only a couple. I think we should only say it if they give a definitive answer because I think yeah the Nets in Philly. I'm just going to get that out of the way. They just say. Don't bet on it because it's too uncertain. Yeah, Mo- most of these win don't totals, Bontem says, is a stay yeah. away. Right. The vast, the vast majority, no bet, no way. You can't, you can't predict right. it. We don't stay know away. what's going to happen here. With so if you're looking to this you know. podcast for betting advice, uh, yep. you've come to the wrong place. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Head on over to the Hoop Collective. They got you covered. We do not. We're here to cover them. Can we delve into their discussion on Philly a little bit? Here? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So the top, yeah. So the topic of the Sixers comes up: fifty-one point five wins. Wendy says, of course, that it's a it's a no bet because we don't know what will happen with the Ben Simmons situation. That he's most likely going to be traded. There's too much uncertainty. And then Band <laughs> Band speculates that the Sixers will surely be without Joel Embiid without Joel Embiid for at least ten games. Yeah. And then they joke about the over under for how many weeks into the season it'll be before our first. MVP debate. Mm. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What's the, <laughs> old, what's the, the over under? When, when will our first MVP debate? Will we get through the first week of the season? <laughs> probably not. And L O L probably probably week one. Uh, I love it, band. Um, this is a real fun chat. Do you know what the reference is there? Are you familiar with what they're alluding to? So Brian Windhorst got furious. Furious at uh, Tim Bontemps mid-season. Oh, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When Bontemps, they was, had like a full-on fight, like yes, on air. It was a real <laughs> fight. It was a real. It, they were really mad at each other for sure. A hundred percent. Very actually, actually mad at each other. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Bontemps uh. did the straw poll that you know they said Jokic was going to be the MVP and and Windhorst. It was such a strange argument from him, where he was like, "I'm not saying Joel MV, Joel Embiid is." the MVP. I'm just saying that everyone is wrong for saying he's not the MVP. <laughs> it was a very strange argument, but he, he was just in Joel's camp. And obviously like 
Jokic was the MVP. It's like not even close. And at that point, right. like Embiid had missed like three weeks, four weeks, you know, like the shortened season, you're missing all these games. Like it seems really easy to be like, this guy just played more and had the same or better stats. And like everybody in this draw poll, it was 90% for Jokic. And Windhorse was like, these people are idiots. Like I think he said they were idiots for saying that Jokic should be the MVP. <laughs> and he he went off on on uh, on Timmy on good times. Temps. Yeah, yeah. I love like their relationship is so strong. They really are like yeah. They, a, can, they can handle that. I trust like that. A, like a perfect... married couple that's been together for thirty years. Right. They, they can air out better. dirty laundry right there right. in public. It's and... a perfect cat and mouse situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 teachers do you know. So yeah, but yeah, in terms yeah. of in terms of like over under, like I think the first one that they give a uh, an actual prediction to is Miami. Yeah, right. They say hard so, over because hard this over is their from is that Miami is a pesky team that's only getting peskier. Yeah, band band calls them a yeah. pain in the ass to play. Right. Um, the third game of the week, you're flying into Miami and you got Butler and and Lowry sort of mixing it up with you and. They also they did note that the Miami flu is is over. Yeah, okay. So we're gonna have to get into this. We'll this get whole... to the Miami flu. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can go now. I got nothing else on this. Yeah. Well, first I just want to say Band doesn't just say they're a pain in the ass to play. He says they're just gonna be a pain in the ass to play. They'll just be a pain in the ass to play. <laughs> he does. He has at at a certain point we have to acknowledge that he has a deep Texan yeah, accent, which is just a delight. Yeah, yeah it really um, is. Deployed, then, deployed like uh, judiciously. Like it'll yes. get, mm-hmm. it comes yeah. out. He, yeah, like he really leans into it. Like you, you imagine him like wearing like the sombrero with the spurs right. and like spurs. you know what I mean. He has like the gun holsters. Oh and, yeah, like, he sleep, he sleeps he wears, in his cowboy boots. Right, mm-hmm. wears a leather vest or whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, Wendy. <laughs> in talking about the Miami Heat, Wendy says he likes the toughness of Kyle Lowry that that he'll bring, and then he notes. You know, the pandemic pretty much cured the Miami flu. The pandemic pretty much cured the, the Miami, Miami flu. flu. Mm. And then band comes over the top ropes. The pandemic pretty much cured the Miami flu because the Miami flu mm. wasn't an option. Mm. Now, unless you were the Rockets, unless you're the Rockets. Right. Oh, yeah. Bam. He goes, mm, unless you were the Rockets. Ding, ding, whoa. Alluding and to the fight And this one from last just year. gets a huge chuckle. Oh, I mean, my God. Wendy, Wendy yeah. is really flummoxed. The pandemic pretty much cured the Miami flu because the Miami flu wasn't mm. an option. Mm. Now, unless you were the Rockets. He <laughs> 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 <You> got the... <laughs> It takes him a solid few seconds the, to just the get bomb back explosion sound effect. The DJ right. siren goes yes. off. Yeah. So Wendy mentions that players were getting the Miami black eyes from getting beaten up. Right. Well, that was a fight. It yeah, it was a big fight last year. <laughs> get some Miami black eyes there from uh, getting beat up. Well, worse than um, that. Yeah. Band quips worse than that. And then at that point, I hit pause on my podcast mm. player. I was like, I lost what? the thread like, there. Yeah. What are we talking about? Can yeah. we have some context here, guys? Mm-mm. Wendy, you're just you're just sitting on a juicy story Mm-mm. where someone got beaten and has black eyes. No, see, and, these guys and, work in innuendo. They work. They operate in the shadows. They yes, can't yeah. actually tell you what they're talking about because right. they know too much. But they right. can tell you. They don't want to bore they you know. with those details. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So th- all, Wendy, all they can do is allude to the fact that they know something that you don't. Wendy right. gets us back on track. I hope that the clubs are open for the sake of our country and the sake of our society. I hope that clubs are open again for the sake of sake our of country nation. and society. 
Right. Again, I hit the pause. Sorry. Uh, what, Ben, in my honest opinion, there is no greater civic duty, there's no gesture more patriotic than going to a nightclub. That yeah. is what America is all about. Once again, I am in lockstep with Wendy here and the entire collective of Hoop. Yeah. Uh, this Labor Day weekend, I intend to go to my neighborhood night spot. I, 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 I'll be ordering several gin and tonics. I'll yep. be dancing the night away, hopefully without receiving any black eyes. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, requesting but... Pitbull from the DJ. There's, <laughs> only, there's only one thing that's going to get us through this pandemic, folks. Going to clubs. That is nightclubs. <laughs> and hoops. Yeah. This guy loves basketball. There's no doubt about that. I got I to be honest, folks. I love hoops. <laughs> I love the dribbles. I love the assists. It's a great game. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Again, just when Wendy is kind of jamming here on a solid hot take, you know, he's working with this whole, I hope clubs are open because I love America thing. Mm-hmm. Band, band comes flying over the top ropes once again and slams us with, I hope that the clubs are open for the sake of our country and the sake of our society, but there's a possibility. Oh, no, they'll be, they'll be open. Will the NBA players? I mean, <laughs> trust me, in Florida, it's wide open. Hey, right. You, know, you, you can go in there and lick the floor. But. <laughs> oh, they'll be open. Uh, trust me, in Florida, it's wide, wide open. open. You can mm. go in there and lick the floor, which mm. gets a huge laugh. And then Wendy polishes us off he gives us the absolute kill shot he says yeah, you, you can go in there and lick the floor but <laughs> yeah, will the nba will the nba allow it yeah, or lick something else or lick something else oh which he's oh. he's talking about a basketball that is that is that is macho man randy savage jumping off the top rope with the chair. atomic elbow and then hulk hogan following it up with a leg drop through that's what ta- that is through the table i gotta say i'm happy for wendy here is this now is this line maybe a bit beneath him mm. whammy is this maybe a bit a mm. toilet bowl humor i don't know <laughs> who's to say but a little bit I of a role reversal too. I, sort of Wendy yeah. taking Well, Wendy's the cool teacher. Students. Every now yeah, and then, he has, the cool he has to remind his he has students, to fire like, a shot in the air. "This is the not fucking around crew." If he wants any credibility so right. at the front the of that kids, classroom, right. the kids he's got his. Snicker at him the the kids have to know that he's cool. He he's down. Yeah. He can't do it all the time because he's the right. uh, you know the authority figure. But in order to to win their trust, to win their right. their you know <laughs> he like was their their, their credibility, yeah. he's got to he's got to show them like, listen, I know what you kids know. I yeah. can I can mix it up with you just as well. He was yes. one of them. In fact, he was so good at being one of them. That's how he got to where he is now. Yeah. So th- yeah. this is Wendy taking band and putting him right back in his high chair. Right. <laughs> this is Wendy. Open it, wide. Is, Here comes this the is, airplane. This is Wendy's show, <laughs> and this is you know this or lick something else moment is in essence him firing his pistol in the air yep. and yeah. saying yep. enough. This yeah. is. I get the right. I get the final word. This you guys is can't the Vince that. Carter scratching after the, the chalkboard. Yes, it's the gift. It's over. It's this over. Is, this is, you're at the dog park. There's a chihuahua kind of, you know, spouting off. And all of a sudden, the mastiff, the gate opens and the mastiff just charges in. That's mm-hmm. right. You know. Mm-hmm. So we're on to the Western Conference. Uh, <laughs> can we just, Bam. can I just spotlight? I mean, I don't want to jump around, but it is, we are really going deep on all these. I, is it possible? Can I just, I want to talk a little bit about a, a penchant for Wendy to say, that LA fans overbet their team. 
Oh, of course, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's I mean, a it, frequent it, refrain. Yeah. Yeah. Go off, King, yeah. They, Every oh, LA fans, they're trying. Yeah. Maybe this line is a bit of fishing for the LA fans because they go to, and this one, they exp, he explained that they would go to Vegas and bet more frequently, so it was easier to sort of dupe them with their overconfidence because they're gonna they're gonna take the over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It feels like a trap. That's what it does say. feel like a trap. And then yeah. And then I I also want to point out in the Western Conference when they talk about the Warriors, there must be a rule at ESPN that you can't disparage the Warriors because it seems so obvious to me that they're going to win like 14 games next year <laughs> but the, these guys are all still well you don't know we could be seeing them in the finals it's an absolute mystery yeah mm-hmm, like we could be mm-hmm. these guys could be in the finals all right now here's one of the most interesting numbers on the board Golden State Warriors 48.5 total stay away if me. you know what the Warriors are going to be this year <clears throat> God bless yeah. you well, and yep. again, what what's Clay Thompson going to be? No, clue. we're talking about an injured James Wiseman, an injured Clay Thompson. We're talking about Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and two rookies with a shell of Draymond Green sort of mm-hmm. limping out onto the court, and they're like, who knows? Forty eight point five. They could be up over sixty. Yeah, they total cannot. stay away for me. Yeah. That's what Bontem says. Yeah. Uh, just it like is, every other line, it is not a stay away. It is a under. The Warriors yeah. are not going to be good anymore. They are too old now. Like they, it's just funny that they can't like make that switch. Yeah, they can't do it. Yeah, they can't get there. No. Brian, Brian, very helpfully says, "You could convince me of anything. Well, not anything. You could convince me of anything. Well, not anything." <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. So, Chris, I. Yeah, I don't know if you want to spotlight no. another team here, but that's yeah. Just, no, yeah. we're so we move over to the Western Conference. Um, Band of Bontemps, they love Utah's over. They're going to win a ton of games. They like mm-hmm. Rudy Gay, uh, and then yeah, we we have this discussion about the Lakers here, and uh, like you mentioned, Whammy, you know, he Wendy surmises that uh, Vegas is trying to incentivize Laker fans to bet and take the over. Yeah. Um, the temptation of betting AD and LeBron and now Russ. Uh, but Wendy, yeah, like you said, Wendy feels that number is prohibitive. He, right. he you know, he's very confident that, that AD is going to miss games. And I got to I gotta admit, I agree with Wendy here. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I think, you know, Anthony Davis probably will be heard at some point if history repeats itself. And who knows what, you know, Westbrook will be dealing with or LeBron. So, but uh, yeah, Bontemps doesn't see the Lakers being incentivized to go all out in the regular season. No, what I would say is the main takeaway from this podcast is that winning is out in the NBA. Uh, aside mm-hmm. from two franchises, Miami and Utah, yeah, it is not in vogue to win. And San Antonio, San Antonio is yes, not that's tank. right. Yeah, but they're Pops not going to win a lot of games. But right. they are. They but are going to try. One of the yeah. like two or three teams that are incentivized to win in the regular season. And right. I have to admit that I kind of. Agree it's not like an earth-shattering idea but oh, I've said this. The, yeah the, yeah the premise is basically that um you know if you think of the two best players in the league as lebron james and kevin durant both are you know older uh, you know towards the middle or to end of their career dealing with injuries yeah and they're, both they're are probably going to rest exclusively judged on championships <laughs> yeah yeah you the know. idea that they're going to rest and maybe not go all out during the regular season is not like a new revolutionary concept right so really this podcast is just these guys jamming on that idea and it is a really fun time um yeah we talked about the warriors 
What about the low about... teams? How'd you yeah, feel about the, the low teams? OKC, Orlando, Houston, Detroit, Cleveland. They kind of bunched them all up. Well, wait. Actually, sorry. I have to back up just to the, the talk about the Bulls. Okay. Yeah, because, we need to talk about the Bulls. Yeah, we need to dis- we need to unpack uh, Brian's obsession with Zach Levine. Love yeah, Zach Levine. Thank you. Ben, Love kick us off. Zach Go ahead. Levine. The yeah, floor is yours, So the, the Bulls have a, a win total of 41 and a half. Um, are, they, are they a playoff team? Um Maybe, but they were ten games under last year, and Tim Bontemps is uh, he's he's not he's not liking that number. He's, oh he's he, he likes the under, and then Windhorst mostly as a way to talk about covering Team USA, I believe. Right. Yep. just goes yep. into this extremely passionate like 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 oh like homage to Zach Levine. Yep. Um, he he says, "Quote." Yep. <laughs> I love this line, and this is an exact quote. I know it's not exactly a hot take, but he extremely has extraordinarily impressed me. He extremely has extraordinarily impressed me over the last 18 months. Mm. I was very impressed by the way he held his own playing with Team USA. He played very well in a bunch of those games. Uh, then went on to note that he did screw up on defense uh, quite often and was pulled from games by Coach Popovich. Um, he, to be clear, he's not saying he's a number one on a title team. He said specifically he is, he said he's a number two on a title team. Yeah, but he said he could be a number two on a title team. He is spectacular. He's undervalued and underpaid. And then, and then this part that I love um, is he's talking about, you know, there, there's a discussion about the Bulls offseason and, and kind of how they spent their money. Instead of locking down Levine into a, a you know, longer, uh, bigger contract, they, they went after uh, DeRozan and, and Lonzo Ball. Um, and, um, and, uh, and after, you know, talking about how Levine thrived in this, you know, Team USA environment, right. Um, needs good uh, players around him. Windhorse says, quote, I just, I'm telling you, I think Zach Levine thrived in the Team USA environment. Um, and I'm not saying there was one guy there who he emerged with saying, I want to play with that guy. I right. think he liked being on, you know, you know, having all everything around him elevated. And so the Bulls should be aware of that as they, you know, try to retain him that, <laughs> You know, he's going to want an elevated experience. The Bulls should be aware of that yep. as they try to retain him, that he's going to want an elevated experience. Mm. Now, when I heard elevated experience, Chris, I don't know about you, but I immediately thought of the 1994 era Acura commercials yeah. voiced by Billy Zane. Paying for quality can be a difficult decision at first. quality right. can be a difficult decision at first yes but over time it gets a lot easier to live with i flash back <laughs> to earlier in the episode what was the japanese word katamene. Katamene. katamene katamene that's sort of alluding to that concept of cooking it to the right level you know mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. not going to settle for rare he wants yeah katamene yeah, so Brian says, you got to hope that Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan are the elevated experience, mm. which is just an extremely erotic way to think about <laughs> NBA basketball players, just, you know, as if he's, like, envisioning... Enjoy, yeah, just enjoying the experience. Of, yeah. yeah, like they're, like, you know, could they Being could they play grapes. Richard Gere's character in American Gigolo, you yeah, know, like... like- uh, like, I, I want, I want that that top end, yeah, you know, service. Corinthian leather, Lonzo Ball. Mm, mm-hmm, like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the that? elevated experience of yeah, Lonzo right. Ball? <laughs> 
absolutely beautiful work there, Ben. Um, You're painting with yeah, words. W- w- let me let me fill in a couple of cracks here. Things I noticed. So yeah, so the the projected wind total wind total is forty one point five winds. Right. And I what I <laughs> what I what part of what I love about this discussion about the bulls is how. Uh, much contempt Bontemps has for the Bulls off season. Oh, yeah. So Wendy, Wendy says, Wendy says, he's the only one the who'll say win, something negative. By the way, it, pretty if much. the Bulls win forty two games, they'll make they'll the playoffs, the and we're absolutely wild, wild for this quip from Bontemps, who stops Wendy dead in his tracks. The odds makers are not super duper impressed with the Bulls off season. Uh, they put him at forty one and a half. Which, by the way, if they win forty two games. In the East, they're going to be in the playoffs, which is a, a struggle point for them. Maybe. Yeah, true. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and Bontemps proceeds to slam the Bulls. Just slam the Bulls. Torch and him. I mean, he's just not a fan of the offseason that they had. No. And like you, like you mentioned, Ben, Wendy gives us this point of view that I've heard... Again, I've heard this on like several podcasts. I think there was like some decree from Adam Silver's office this that is how like we're went something this. like this offseason, everyone needs to start talking about how Zach Levine is a superstar. Mm-hmm. So the edict the edict goes like this. Zach Levine is on the cusp of becoming a superstar player and his involvement in the Tokyo Olympics has really <laughs> elevated his seriousness and dedication to the game. And Wendy is not saying that he's a number one on a championship team, but Wendy loves how he's undervalued. Wendy loves how he's undervalued. He loves how he's underpaid and he's excited for this upcoming season. And yeah. Wendy notes that Levine um, has never played with any high level talent before. Uh, and, no his, and, and one of his favorite um, summer stats yeah. was at the Tokyo Olympics. It was the first time that Zach Levine had a four game winning streak since playing college ball at UCLA. Mm, pretty and, wild, actually. Yeah. yeah that's so Bond Temps. Really Bontemps yeah. slams, you know, Bontemps slams the, the Chicago front office, their approach. He, you know, has very little, very little remorse here, you know, setting a flame, that dumpster fire, right? He hates, he hates everything they did, acquiring Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Nick Vucevic. Um, he tries to, he tries to, uh, you know, basically he's just saying that like, you know, it's, it, it's going to be a, a terrible team. Yeah. And that they'll be happy to finish 20th in defense. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I love... They Wendy could easily stand- finish 28th. I love Wendy standing by his position. Wendy says he doesn't want to hear any of the noise. He truly feels that Zach Levine can be a number two wow. on, a, on a championship team one day. Again, how one determines who is a number one or who is a number four or who is a number two or a number six is a little unclear. But what what what... Or, or what that even means. Like, I, I don't know what any of that actually means, but Wendy has declared it. Um, Zach Levine is a budding number two on a championship team. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a, he's yeah, a big buyer. It's just, I also love how they, not only do they uh, sing his praises, um, but they also reference Bobby Marks, who claims that next summer could be the summer of Zach Levine. Zach Levine. <laughs> Absolutely. Cap guru. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you're a when you're a budding number two on a championship team, you can you um, own It's going to be your summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say that this is a good illustration. Bontemps is like this sort of like uh, like almost goth of the pod like he just has the contrarian <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the court jester for sure well yeah. it's it's more like 
it's more like the like almost the like the guy who's never having any fun. But I do I want to point out that a couple years back they were talking about Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving, and Bontemps was very much like Ky- Kemba Walker is better than Kyrie Irving. Wow. Do you remember that? You said that? No. That take? No, I, I don't. Which I kind of felt like at the time, you know, Kyrie obviously much bigger in stature and has, you know, he's had a moment in the finals that is etched in history forever. And I, you know, personally love that. But uh, I do think the boldness, the sort of hot yeah. sauce to say that Kemba Walker, to just sort of throw in the face of, of conventional NBA, NBA wisdom, you know, while, again, he's doing it here again. He's zigging while everyone's zagging. Everyone's on the Levine train. We're going yep. to Levine town. It's Levine summer. We're in the decade of Levine. We're in the Levinenium, the Lolenium, the, the Levine millennium. And he's saying, not so fast. Kemba Walker's better than Kyrie Irving. Zach Levine can't play defense. Like, let's just pump the brakes here. All right, let's talk about these bottom, the, the, the last couple of teams here. So we have Oklahoma City, Orlando, Houston, Detroit, Cleveland, San boys. Antonio, Washington, and Toronto. Anything yeah. here from their reactions that jumped off the page? I think Houston was one that for me was like shocking. When, so they're, everyone so they have 25, 25.5 wins as the projected total. Right. And at the immediate reaction is, oh, my God, they're going to be so bad. They're just so young. Right. Band expects Eric Gordon to be traded and says, quote, John Wall, every minute he plays is wasting time. <laughs> correct. He's actually correct about that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think Jalen Green is a is a is just a, a bucket. Like, I think he's a snack. I'm, I'm yeah, very, I think very he's, excited I, to watch Jalen Green. I, I, I'm actually pretty, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited to watch the Rockets. But they I did point out that rookies fun. don't affect winning, and they cited Luka oh, Doncic and Trey oh, Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who cares about yeah. that? I mean, the Rockets will be good. I found Wendy's love of the Detroit roster oddly, like, you know, like, they were all like, oh, Detroit's got more talent than anybody. Yeah. Wendy is flummoxed by this Detroit 25 and a half wins. Can't, yeah, very, very confused by that. that. What, like, yeah. we're looking at a roster that includes uh, such, <laughs> such luminaries as uh, J- uh, Jeremy Grant. You know, it's like, it's, I just don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why he, he wasn't seeing what I think most people are seeing here, which is a very, very, you know, middling NBA team. But he, mm-hmm. he's in for Detroit. And then they go, like you were saying, the San Antonio stuff about how they play hard and, you know, they'll be yeah. out there we trying every night. We mustn't underestimate Pop. We must not underestimate Pop. They love uh, the Wizards, you know, thinking mm. that, you know, without Russ, they're going <laughs> to... Yeah, you know, Windhorse also, they, he thinks they're extremely deep now, even though they lost yes. Westbrook. Right. They've, got, they've got a roster. Toronto, yeah. too, they're like... No more Lowry, but they're going to be a playoff team. I mean, that might be right, actually, about Toronto. I don't, I don't, I'm not. I mean, if they're actually back, because, you know, as they noted, they, they'll probably be back in Toronto, you know, playing in their actual home arena. And that last season was, like, such an utter catastrophe, the way they got hit by COVID and everything. And then the falling out between Siakam and Nurse, which apparently is, like, you know, they're, they're, they've made amends. Um, so I sort I of think, feel like, you That's know. where I think Simmons is going to wind up getting traded. Mm. I, 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 looking, Toronto or a minute... Toronto yeah. or Minnesota, it seems to me. Minnesota, really? For Mark, put it put it down. De- De- let the D'Angelo Russell era in, uh, in Philadelphia in begin. Mm. They wanted a true point guard, 
Yeah. And they're going to get one. A oh, guy yeah. that can shoot threes. Baby. His name oh, is yeah. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, baby. Sprinkle. He fires away. He knows how to shoot him. It's called Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell. And wow. a second round pick. And wow. that's what that's going to be the haul for Ben Simmons. Incredible. No, I, th- I, think, I think Simmons will wind up in Toronto or Minnesota. Those, mm-hmm. those are my uh, places. And I think he'll be very good. In well, places. I think there's another there's another factor which the these these luminaries and the hoops hoop collective podcast will always allude to too is that the agents you know some of these teams you know they're afraid to trade players to teams they don't want to go to and the teams they don't want to go to are afraid to take them so i'm a little dubious sure. as to minnesota being able to acquire him but i'm certainly it's possible toronto yeah you know could get him and but i just who's that fred you know fred van vliet og Ananubi, and pascal siakam for Simmons, is that what that would be? I mean, is that... Yeah, how about... Uh, no, like maybe one of those guys. They would get all of them. How about a Malachi Flynn... How about a Malachi Flynn Siakam first-round pick package? Oh, oh my that God. Could get the, that could get it done. No, mm-hmm. I don't think... I don't think that could get the job done. I can't. Are we just going to skip over the uh, the OKC uh, pink parrot discussion? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, got, yeah we got a pink parrot. <laughs> Come on now. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, Ben, the floor is We're yours. doing a whole pot on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're talking about uh, the Oklahoma City total, which is twenty-two and a half. Um, Not very high. Now, Ban says, you know, if Presti has anything to do with it, they'll finish well under. Um, Lou Dort is Lou Dort leading team meeting. That is a real laugh line. Um, and of course, uh, Band or no, of course. Um, <laughs> Bond Temp says it's a stay away. Of course, it's a stay away. <laughs> sure. Uh, t- sure. Whatever it is, got to stay away from that one. Yep. Tim, always very cautious, very prudent in his betting. Um, uh, but and then uh, Band starts getting into this this comment. He goes, I'm not sure Bricktown's, I'm not sure that crowd's going to be booming. Not sure how much of a home court advantage that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Bricktown's going to be you know, I'm not sure that crowd's <laughs> going to be booming. I'm not sure how much of a home court advantage that is. What's the name of your place you like to hang the, out the, there? The, the, the Pink Parrot. I don't know yeah. if the Pink Parrot, I don't, you know, I've never heard like, you know, there's a Scottsdale flu. There's obviously <laughs> the South Beach flu. I'm, you know, I think the Pink Parrot flu might be more of a, a media thing than You've a, had the Pink thing. Parrot flu. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shout out right. Big Rich. The Pink Parrot? <laughs> Uh, and then it says, callback. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that also a callback? Yeah, Have they discussed they the, pink the Pink Parrot before? Pretty frequently on the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes a little more sense. Yeah, so he goes, yeah. I don't know if the Pink Parrot, I've never heard, like, there's a Scottsdale flu, there's obviously the South <laughs> Beach flu, you know, I think the Pink Parrot flu might be more of a media thing than it is a player right. thing. And right, then yeah. Windhorse just absolutely shamelessly just takes him out. You've had the pink parrot flu, <laughs> just yeah. aggressively throwing him under the him. bus. Just absolutely murks him. Yeah, Look, yeah. You come on Winhorse's pod, and you, you know you're gonna get owned. That's, oh yeah, that's how you this are. Works. You are detention. You you're getting an in school suspension. Yeah, um, right. you've had the pink parrot flu, yeah, and then Mr. Ban just yeah, Ban McMahon, to, come to the principal's office. Oh man, front of the classroom, yeah. bend over, you get a spanking right on the tush. <laughs> yeah, and he goes right back to his seat. Band utter, utterly defeated, just kind of under his breath goes. Um, Shout out, right. Big Rich. Shout out, Big Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'm assuming that's, is that's a, a bouncer. Good, no, no, he's. Cares. I believe that Big Rich is the a owner? country artist. 
No, that's oh. big and rich. Is that who he's talking about? Is does would big and rich be like? I actually looked this place up. I read some Yelp reviews. <laughs> I'm yeah. happy to say. Oh, oh no, no, um, no, he's the operator. Yeah, he's the operator. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because it didn't Maybe. seem like a music venue. I think it's just a big ass gross sports bar. It's a big bar um, yeah. with like some Hooters esque waitresses. Um, big Rich is a but, provocateur in the OKC hoop scene too. Big Rich. <laughs> Put a for sale by coward sign outside of Kevin Durant's house. Wait, oh, is that wow. true? Yes, that's right. <laughs> wait, the wait the owner and operator of the Pink Parrot put yeah. a put a put a for sale sign outside of by Kevin Durant's cow, house. By for sale by coward. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. that is really uh, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Bold. Uh, shout out, Big Rich, indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. way to end it. So. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, Wham. Before we let you go, anything you want to plug and promote? You're on Twitter at Brandon Lizzie, on TikTok at Whammy45. Yeah. What, what else? That's the big one. I know. I just, there's a new series. I'm going to start uh, reacting to, uh, to, not a lot of people are doing this, but I'll be reacting to TikToks on there for this week and this week mm-hmm. only. Uh, I started off with one where two fellas are hitting a log with a sledgehammer. and I watched it last yep. night. It's a hit. Yep. Yep. Unexpected results. Hilarity ensues. And there's a little bit of uh, my own personal flavor in there, too. So go check it out. All right. Thanks for listening to Horse FM. Thanks, guys. Best of luck with the next talk. Ben, enjoy the rest of your birthday cake. And we will talk to you guys next week. Adios. Bye-bye. It's always fun to to do the pod. It's always fun to to do the pod. (laughs) Later. You've been listening to Switch FM. Switch FM.